welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz today. Um, So thank you guys so much for joining us today. My guest is Donna Rigney, and she has a power-packed episode for you guys. When she sent over her notes, she has 13 words that we're going to try to get through today. So she's just going to go for it. But before we bring her on, we have a quick announcement. A brand new episode of American Warriors will be premiering today. You can find American Warriors on rumble.com slash American Warriors 22 or youtube.com slash American Warriors 22. And you guys don't want to miss it. Today's episode is about a U.S. Marine named Floyd Stacy. He was in Korea in 1950 in a single division of Marines who were vastly outnumbered 10 to 1 by communist Chinese and North Korean armies. Wow. The bitterly cold conditions were just as dangerous as the enemy. Floyd Stacy tells us the story of surviving the Battle of the Chosen Reservoir. This was Christmas. We had one division and they had about three armies. We were outnumbered at least 10 to 1. Battalion Chinese attacked, and there were, I don't know how many hundred of them. I think we had eight or nine howitzers right in that spot. And they turned the howitzers all sideways, rapid fire with howitzers, which is quite a feat in killing thousands. Thank you, Floyd Stacy, so much for your service. And if you guys would, after this show's over, head over to American Warriors. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like and share it. Uh, That'd be a huge blessing to us. Comment uh, your prayers for him and all the people that were part of that. I I know that that would really uplift them um, and give them hope and really um, just bless them. Because you know when we love on people, it just blesses them so much. So, all right, let's bring on Donna Rigney because she's going to take, I'm sure, more than just the hour (laughs) to go through all her words. So welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight to see you, Kelsey. Oh, it's so good to see you too. And your smiling face. I was asking her about Florida because she's up in the, you're up in the panhandle, right? No, uh, we're between, we're on the East Coast. Between St. Augustine and Daytona. Yeah. And she said, how's your church and everything's doing good? Everything's doing great. Not a speck of damage, uh, but, you know, a lot of people in Florida suffered terribly. You know, yes. it, uh, this storm was really devastating in a lot of, especially South Florida, but then even Northern Florida, uh, we have a river, the St. John's River that flows upstream. And so when there's any storms, bad storms, that, that river floods from the ocean oh, wow. flooding, it has salt water in it too. And so all, a lot of the homes along the river are still flooding. So wow. it's still, yeah, it's still devastating. They're, there's a lot of recovery that needs to take place in Florida. So we need to continue to keep the people in Florida in our prayers. 
Yes. Amen. Well, Donna, you have a lot of encouraging words for us today. And I'm just going to kind of kick it to you because there's so much I want everyone to hear. I'm going to do my best not to interrupt you. So um, if you want to, we can start with the uh, prophetic word from October 7th um, about the time of reaping. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I just, I'm going to just open with a prayer. Father, I just pray that you would touch every single one of our hearts as we hear your word, Lord, spoken today. I pray that it ignites a fire, oh, in every one of us. And in the name of Jesus, I release the glory of God. Oh, the fall now. I release the glory. We will hear this word and these words in the glory, in the name of Jesus. I'm just going to start with one thing. Uh, we we have um, a portal open over the church. Oh, and that's one of the assignments the Lord's given me to go open portals in different regions. We just came back from Savannah, Georgia this past weekend. And we're sent there to open a portal. At, at Miles Kilby was having a conference, so we did that. And it was just so powerful and so wonderful. But what's happening is when there's an open portal, the glory of God easily can get into an area, whether it's a church that the portal's open or a region, uh, whatever. It's Eventually, it's going to be over the entire United States and then eventually over the world. And so the, the glory of God can come down. But what happens in that, is the gifts of God are activated and even increased. So a prophet that we've been seeing this happen with different prophets coming to the church, they stop prophesying over every single person in the church. That's <laughs> ignited. So this is what's happening now. Like you said, there's so many words. It's because of that open portal and the glory of God mm. is increasing. The prophetic, the prophetic is greatly increased. Also, the gifts, other gifts too, as well. So I'll get. So that's why it's important to get to a place, get into a place, or get into an atmosphere where God's moving, right? Because things are more open in those atmospheres where you can receive more, you can hear more, you can go into visions. We know that even in like Maria Woodworth Edder's meetings, remember people used to fall in trances, and like because the glory was there. Yes. Well, that's what's happening. Uh, at our services. And also, um, you know, we pray and we release the glory and we open portals over people that attend over their homes. So what's happening too is that children are going into trances or they're having dreams, they're going to heaven and they're coming back with wonderful, wonderful testimonies that are, you know, everybody's just listening with their eyes big open, their mouths open, like, wow. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Even uh, a little boy, um, prayed for his dad a week or two ago. His dad hurt his foot and it was all swollen. And he was in the back seat of the car praying for his dad in tongues. And his father foot got healed. Foot got healed. So it's, yeah. So it, it, when when you have the glory, it makes everything easy. Yes. And that's part of what's going to be in this word is that God is going to be pouring his glory out. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's what we need. Yes. We need it. All right, it. I'm going to get to it. <laughs> This is what the Lord spoke to me uh, on October 7th. I was in my prayer time. I, every day I get alone with the Lord, just sitting alone, put my worship music on and listen to him and write down what he says to me. And he said, daughter, judgment is going to fall on the wicked and the very wicked. And I was surprised when he said that because he classified them in two different classes, the wicked and the very wicked. None will escape my just judgment 
and the punishment for their sins. The only way of escape is through repentance. And he said at the same time that the wicked are those who have done the bidding of the wicked. So he said the wicked and those that have done the bidding of the wicked. There are those that are really in control and that there's puppets, you know, that are being led by those in control. So the wicked and those that are doing the bidding of the wicked will reap what they have sown. But he said at the same time that they're reaping what they sowed, he said, my faithful ones will reap their great rewards. So this is the encouraging those that are serving the Lord, pr pressing through everything that's been going on, praying, spending time with the Lord, trying to be faithful to him. He says, you're going to get your reward. This is the hour we're in. He said, the hour is upon you now that the seeds sown are going to be reaped. He said, there will be much sorrow, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And at the same time, great rejoicing and dancing in the streets. My justice demands it to be so. So mm -hmm. he says, those that are so good deeds, good actions, going to reap a wonderful reward. Those that have been wicked are going to reap awful things, judgment. Mm -hmm. So then he continued, he, he talked to me quite a bit about judgment, justice, and so a few of the words that I'm going to deliver now go in that vein, all right? And this one was very, very powerful. And this was uh, right after the hurricane that the, that the Lord gave me this word. He said, I have heard my children's cries. I will not only send a deliverer, but I will heap vengeance on the heads of those who have deliberately brought so much suffering and destruction to my people. Mm -hmm. Watch and see my arm of justice fall for I will not endure any more of their wickedness. It was like the Lord was like, ooh, ooh, like that when he was speaking this to me. Wow. He said, they have been given plenty of time to repent and turn, but instead they have dug in their heels in a stubborn refusal to stop their wicked deeds. Going into an area they destroyed and boasting and gloating over the havoc they created was the last straw. And when he said this to me, I knew he was referring to what had happened when Joe Biden went to Florida, came to Florida and did a little press conference with Governor DeSantis standing behind him. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to continue with this. He said, watch and see me show myself mighty as I take down these bullies. Pharaoh was no match for us, for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, nor will these workers of iniquity be. And when he said this, I, I felt that he was referring to when um, Joe Biden said at that press conference that, that what was going on in Florida was a result of global warming. So he used this terrible, terrible destructive event. He was in South Florida when he spoke this, that hit that so many people were suffering so badly to promote his political agenda of global warming. Then he turned around and he said, no one blanks with the Bidens. Mm. And when he said that, it was like he was gloating over what had happened. Mm. And I wrote here, it was evident he was boasting about the damage done to a state and a governor that didn't support him. So Governor DeSantis, for those that don't know, he, he's a wonderful, wonderful governor. He has such the heart of God. He He's just been so powerful. He's very similar to Donald Trump in a lot of the ways he handles things. Not exactly the same, but there's a lot of similarities between the two of them. 
And I kind of feel like God's got uh, Donald Trump kind of raising up DeSantis, mentoring him a bit in some way or another. And uh, so what God is doing in this hour with these men, it, he's highlighting them, but then the enemy wants to take them out and is jealous and doesn't want them to have that um, notoriety that mm -hmm. Governor DeSantis, Donald Trump have and, and the followers they have. And so I, I felt that when the Lord said that, that um, the father was upset. It, it was like the last straw. That's what I felt like. When he said that, when he turned around and gloated, no one blinks with the Bidens. Was like, oh my goodness. God Not hates pride. God does not want his children suffering like this at the hands yeah. of anyone, directly or indirectly. Yeah. So, and then I prayed, I said, Lord, could you please give me a scripture so I know that I'm hearing from you and it's not my own thoughts. I do that all the time when I get a word. And he brought me to John chapter two, verses 13 to 23 that the listeners can go to on their own. And it was the account of Jesus cleansing the temple. And uh, it just showed the, you know, the, the, he was demonstrating the wrath of God that the people were coming in and um, making a mockery of the temple. When he went in with the whip. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, now I'm going to go down to who oh, <laughs> the glory's on me. <laughs> <My goodness. laughs> okay. So this one, um, this was really powerful. I was in church and uh, during worship, I saw the father and he was sitting at the judgment seat in, in heaven like oh, wow. before the court and he had on a black robe a black ju judge's robe and he stood up and he was enormous huge tall big with his black robe on and then after he stood there for a while he stepped down and as he stepped down I, he had bare feet he stepped with his foot upon the earth now i never see him clear for those of you who think how could she see god i never see him clear but i know it's mm -hmm. him and i i can see his form and yeah. he stepped down upon the earth. And this is what he showed me as um, he did this. And as he did that, as he stepped down, all little children started, people started running to him and gathering around his ankles, holding on to his ankles. And just, he's standing up there big and tall in this, this crowd, just gathering around him. And he, they're holding on to his ankles. And then he points with his finger and commands angels to go to this region, that region. And he's standing there releasing mm -hmm. angels to go to all different areas to rescue people, but also to bring judgment and justice in those areas. And I could see like a, a lot of times we think of a judge as like, he's issuing judgments and it's bad, you know, you know, but also a judge comes to rescue those that have been oppressed to have just rulings so that the yes. oppressed be set free. Yes. And that was all these people gathering around the father was what I was seeing. So um, this is what, oh, that, 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 that what I realized was that he's coming as the just judge of all the earth to bring justice and judgment and just reward, rewards to the faithful. And this is what the father said to me. He said, yes, my friend, this is the hour and the season where justice will triumph over injustice where the oppressed and downtrodden ones will dance, leap, and sing for joy over their release from captivity and tribulation. 
those who unjustly persecuted and opposed my servants, who were chosen by me to lead my children, will become like dogs walking on the outskirts looking for scraps to stay alive. Wow. Oh my goodness. And I know he was referring to the stolen election, and it wasn't just Donald Trump that, that we know he won by a landslide, that, but also all those underneath in the, in the other categories throughout the, the ballot that lost their elections through mm-hmm. corruption. And that God has, you know, we, God knows as a nation, we have voted justly. We've voted for life as a nation. Just like yesterday, Johnny Enlow was talking about this, that, you know, God looks to see, are there righteous in the land? And when you look to see in the United States, we did vote righteously as a nation. The majority, a vast majority voted for life. So when people say we're under judgment because we, we had abortion, yes, we did have abortion rulings and whatnot, but there was a majority of the people did not want that. So we are not under the judgment of God. What I'm telling you now isn't judgment against the United States. It's judgment against the wicked that have been promoting wickedness and that have been oppressing the righteous. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, and that, um, I, I felt that I'm going to read that one sentence again. Those who unjustly persecuted and opposed my servants, who were chosen by me to lead my children, God chose certain ones, like we know Donald Trump, but many others, will become like dogs walking on the outskirts looking for scraps to stay alive. And I could see in a vision as he was saying this, the crowds of people and on the outskirts were these dogs. And it wasn't dogs that belonged to somebody. We take care of our pets. We love our pets. But these were like stray dogs mangy mm-hmm. dog that mm-hmm. had no one caring for them and they were just looking for something to stay alive wow yeah uh and now i'm going to go on to number four all right our fourth point and this one the lord said um you have seen correctly i am coming as the just judge of all the earth to bring my justice and truth to deal with the gross injustice that has been inundating this world Judgment will fall on the wicked and the perpetrators of injustice. It must. My justice demands it. He went for day after day after day, bringing me back into this vision, seeing the father as the just judge standing on the world. It wasn't just the United States. He was standing on the world. Wow. Again, he, he brought me back into this vision with this just judge. And he said, rejoice when you see us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, expose evil. Sing of my goodness and my faithfulness to my precious faithful children. During this time, all will also see the great transfer of wealth that I promised through my prophets. That's part of justice coming. Okay. He's, oh, God is so good. He does everything. So faithful. Okay. He said, evil will be exposed and prosecuted and righteousness will be rewarded and honored. And so he yes. says, during this time, there's going to be that great transfer of wealth that many of the prophets have been prophesying is coming. 
Cool. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Uh, well, I'm thinking, you know, the Bible says a man, God's not mocked, a man will reap what he sows. So for the people, they've been sowing and sowing and sowing prayers and belief and trusting in God. And there's always a harvest for you when you do that. God never disappoints us. Exactly. <laughs> and it's right around the corner. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and then this, this went on, this, this became even more powerful as I was watching. The, again, I was watching the father standing there with all the people gathered around him and he's commanding the angels to go forth through the land. All right to rescue, but also to bring justice. And then he said this, he said, it is through my remnant bride that I will issue decrees of judgment and justice. Just as Deborah brought forth, brought my justice forth with her words, Deborah was a judge in the Old Testament. So too will my bride in this hour. Together, we will turn this world around, away from evil and back to its creator and true God. Then when I, I looked, I saw people come and from the crowd around him, one by one, come and stand with their back right against the father, pressed right against him, looking out. And they began declaring, decreeing to the angels, commanding the angels. And it was, I knew there was that solidarity, that unity, but the authority of the father was coming through the bride as each one would come and stand and make their decrees and declarations. And just as powerful as the father standing there and doing it, is it when you, <laughs> the bride of Christ, the intercessors, the powerful prayers, stand up and declare and decree the word of God. It's just as powerful because we are one with the father. And it's literally the Holy Spirit through us using our voices declaring the word of God, decreeing it, proclaiming it, and then the angels are released to perform it. And I was seeing that happen in this vision. Yes. He said, it's through my bride that I'm going to bring forth justice and I'm going to bring forth those just decrees. So I'm just saying this to all the intercessors because we know there's multitudes of intercessors praying for the, yes. not just our nation, for the world, all over the world, praying in this hour. You're not wasting your time one tiny speck. When you pray, picture yourself standing there, ho, oh, with your back pressed against the Father in his judge's robe, declaring and decreeing justice to come forth through the land. And God's going to do it. <laughs> and we're seeing just, we saw Roe v. Wade being overturned. We saw the justice of God come. And just, I read this morning an article about a Supreme Court um, judge in New York ruling about how the policemen need to be reinstated that lost their jobs or being oh. fired because they received um they wouldn't receive the vaccine <laughs> there is a judge who is saying they need back pay and they need their jobs put back so we're seeing yes. justice come and it's i mean when you read articles like that you just you know it's the lord and you're like it's the new york supreme court you're just like Ah, oh, would you when you take when you know justice has come it 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 makes your soul alive and so happy because God is justice. Yes. It's it's <laughs> awesome. So we're seeing that already. Absolutely. Oh, that is I didn't hear that. That's mm -hmm. wonderful news. And that's one of the things 
that I know a lot of the intercessors have been declaring and decreeing is that justice comes forth for those that lost their jobs. Yes. Because of these mandates to get the vaccine and they, people did not want to, did not feel comfortable, didn't feel it was the right thing for them to get the vaccine and they lost their jobs. So we've yes. been declaring and decreeing this at our prayer meeting. And I know we're not the only ones that the Holy Spirit is asking to pray this prayer. That's, do you see? As we declare it, God's bringing forth the justice. Amen. So don't give up. Don't give up. I'm telling everybody that prays, don't give up. Keep praying. Yes. <laughs> now, the next one, it is um, all about God's goodness. It's going to permeate the land. Um, he said, um, he was talking about the hurricane. He was showing me the devastation. He took me in the spirit over Florida, and I was seeing all the devastation and the destruction from the hurricane. And he said, see what damage it does to your land when the enemy gets a foothold. It, it isn't God that sent the hurricane. It's because we, you know, through our sinful activities, we give the enemy an open door to come into our lives. This isn't how God planned the world to be. He created it to be a beautiful garden, a wonderful habitation. But, you know, with Adam and Eve, they gave the key to the earth to Satan and we in our own lives in different ways have done that. And it isn't that God's judgment is coming on us through the hurricane. It's that we open the door and the enemy comes in, but to steal, to kill and to destroy. That's right. So he was saying, see what the enemy, see what damage it does when the enemy has a foothold. We can't in our own personal lives, give the enemy a foothold. If we sin, yeah. repent right away, get it under the blood of Jesus, renounce that thing, command it to go. Yes. The door's back shut and the enemy can't get in. Kick him out right away. But in, as, an, as the world has gone, we as the world have given the enemy a lot of authority. But it's going to change. <laughs> he said, see what damage it does to your land when the enemy gets a foothold. He looses his destruction from the second heaven to your world. We know we've got the first heaven is the atmosphere above the earth. The second heaven is where all demonic spirits reside. The third heaven is where our God is, is heaven. Okay? So he looses his destruction from the second heaven to your world. But because I do have a faithful remnant, a Gideon army who loves and serves me, I will loose from the third heaven my blessings, my glory. Ha! <laughs> so God's saying, my glory's coming. He said, yes, my goodness will permeate your land and it will chase the evil that has soaked this world. It's going to chase it away. All right. Mm -hmm. He said, when you visit the third heaven, you never see storms or feel chaos because he brings me into heaven frequently. And it's just so wonderful. <laughs> so he still told me everything that I see there in heaven, he's going to release that atmosphere here to the earth. All right. I'm going to just skip over that to the next word. Okay. We'll go to number six. And in number uh, six, he really encouraged me to encourage his children to uh, live Psalm 91, those who abide into the shelter of the Most High, to abide in him, spend time with him, be intimate with him, because when we're in that place, he can shelter us. We're hidden under his wing. We're protected. Yes. And if we open the door, you know, through anger or whatever, we, we open the door through in our lives, as we're abiding in him, he'll say, get rid of this little thing here. There's an open door. And that, that's how he, he's so gentle. He'll correct us so, with such love, like a loving father would correct his child. 
and he does that with us, but if we're not abiding in him, then it's hard for him to get our attention and say, watch out, you got an open door here. So really- That's so true. Me, yeah, yeah. So he told me, he said, I want you to really um, encourage my children to abide in me and spend time with me so that they can have reap all the benefits of my glory and my goodness, but also my protection. All right. Now I'm going, I'm kind of skipping over a few because I want to make sure I get to some points that are really powerful. <laughs> yes, you go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to number seven. This one I really feel is pertinent for right now, where we are in, in our individual lives. I don't know about the rest of you, but I know that we've been going through some different difficulties. We had the storm, but a lot of other things. And I'm sure everyone else has got issues in their lives. And I think this word will be an encouragement and a little uh, word to direct us. He said to me, fear has no place in your lives. As you live your lives and encounter trials and obstacles, and as you watch us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, remove them and carry you through each trial, your faith is strengthened and built very strong, while at the same time, fear is diminished and even demolished. So he said, when you go through these trials and you are close to me in them and you watch me carry you through and you watch me turn the thing around, your faith is strengthened and it will yes. really destroy fear. But this was the thing that I was really impressed with that I want to share. He said, imagine the level of faith the three Hebrew men had after they walked out of the fiery furnace unscathed. Can you imagine that? Here's these three men, they're thrown into the fiery furnace because they refuse to bow down before this idol. The King Nebuchadnezzar said they had to bow down and worship, and not worshiping anything but their God. And they said, even if, we're going to stay faithful to God and he'll, he'll take care of us. But even if he doesn't rescue us, we're still going to stay faithful to him. Yeah. And they go into the, they get thrown into the fiery furnace. They're all bound up. And then the, the king looks in and he sees in the fiery furnace, not three men, four. And the yes. fourth one looks like a son of God. And nobody had any chains on or ropes or anything. They weren't tied up anymore. They were free. They were worshiping. Now, they let loose out of there. And this is what God said to me. Imagine their level of faith. And you know what the Lord's showing me prophetically right now? That we as a nation and we as the people of the world in other nations and other countries, we have been thrown in a fiery furnace of oppression. Mm -hmm. With the pandemic, with all the things, all the terrible things that have happened through oppressive governments, mm -hmm. losing our freedoms. We've been tied up. We've been thrown in a fiery furnace. And God is saying, when you come out of this fiery furnace, your level of faith <laughs> is going to be enormous. Far greater is the faith that you're going to have as you come out of this trial to the other side of it than it was before. And not only is the faith in each and every one going to be stronger, but our devotion to the Lord God Almighty is going to be greater and stronger. Our love and our appreciation. I've seen so many visions of people on the streets worshiping God, declaring the goodness of God, because this is what's going to happen. When, you know, when this great rescue event happens and it's coming, people are going to celebrate and rejoice in Thanksgiving. 
you know, after September 11th, there was a brief time of celebration and getting back to God, but it didn't last long. That's not going to happen this time. This trial's going on for so long, we're not going to forget it easily. And we're not going to forget the God that rescued us. Neither did the three Hebrew men forget easily what God did for them. Cool. Amen. Amen. That's so encouraging, Donna, because so yeah. many people are going through so many hard things, whether it's a sickness or a loss, like you talked about the loss of job or fam broken families or prodigal yeah. children or try, I mean, we all have stuff that we walk through with God and we see the faithfulness of God in the land of the living. And yeah. we learn that we can trust him. And it does, it stretches your faith. It grows your endurance. Trials really do. They refine us to lean on God in ways that we never even thought we could. Yeah. And so now here, these three men come out of the fiery furnace and they're promoted and they become rulers in the land. <laughs> Their whole lives have turned around. And, and it says, and the Lord said, they took on their new positions with great courage and steel like faith. Determination filled them and chased all reluctance away. You know, I, I can you imagine coming out of there and now they're made rulers in the land? Ah! <laughs> you would think that people would be scared of them. Yeah. Because wow. think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's the people really would have the fear of God on them. Yeah majorly like touch not mine anointed <laughs> yes i mean think about that the fear of god would it it comes on a people when people see yeah. miracles like that yes and this is what we're coming into amen okay because we're going to come out of this fiery furnace unscathed <laughs> yes it's better than yes. before we went in <laughs> yes amen. yes amen From glory to glory yeah and the Lord. Uh, ended that with telling me to really for us to reminisce and ponder on the times that he has rescued us, that we've gone through trials in the past and he's brought us through. And he says, that will build your faith and encourage you as you go through the trial that you're going through now. All right. To ponder and reminisce on those things. All right. Now I'm going to go to, to uh, number eight. This goes kind of along with that one. All right. Oh, this is, enough, this is the next morning the Lord's speaking to me again. And he said, though life has its challenges, and it may appear that the enemies about you are winning the war for your land and your lives, don't be disheartened. Ho, ho, wow. <laughs> Remember, it is always darkest before the dawn. All right? He said, yes, my resurrection power will be released and the glory of the dawning of a new day is just on the horizon. So he says, don't be discouraged. No matter it looks, oh, everything sounds you hear on the news, so many bad reports. He says, don't get discouraged. He said, keep discouragement far from you by recounting how many times we have appeared and rescued you and our children since the beginning of time. When all seemed lost, I appeared to Daniel in the lion's den. The three Hebrew men in the fiery furnace. David, when Israel was threatened with extinction by Goliath. Paul and Silas, as they awaited death while in chains in prison. My children, when they faced death at the Red Sea. That's, he was recounting so many times in scripture. 
where he came and rescued his people. He says, I want you to ponder those things, build your faith. So you will have the faith to receive what I want to do. He said, I never let my children down who place their trust in me. Hallelujah. And, that, and that's one of the things that I really think is significant in the, in the uh, story of Daniel when he gets thrown in the, uh, the lion's den. And it says in scripture that because Daniel trusted in God, he sent one angel into that lion's den that shut all the mouths of all the lions. And it was because he trusted in God. Mm. And this is what God is saying to us now, trust me. Yes. <laughs> I'm big and I'm for you and I'm with you. And I see everything the enemy's doing. I'm going to intervene at the exact right moment where I will get the most God saying, well, I'll get the most glory and you will be blessed. Like you said, the three, three Hebrew men, when they come out of there, everybody's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, how could you not be? And what about Daniel? When he comes out That's on right. stage and they throw the people in that caused him to be thrown into the lion's den and they and their families were destroyed before they even hit the ground by the lions. So people are, people are gonna see, look how God rescued them. Amen. Yeah. And it would cause more respect for God and more respect for God's people. This is a prophetic download we're getting right now, you know, Kelsey. I know. I know. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> he said, this is why we say, don't allow discouraging thoughts to capture your mind. We can, you know, they can fly through. But we can just let them capture our mind. We can ponder them, think them. You know, we've heard that old saying about, you know, a bird can fly over a head, but we don't have to let it make a nest there and sit there on top of our head by, you know, fearful thoughts or angry thoughts. You know, sometimes these thoughts come and go, but don't let them capture your mind. Sit yes. there, stay there, and ponder them. Get rid of them quick and yes. stop praising God. Replace them with a positive thought. All right. So he said, yeah. don't allow discouraging thoughts to capture your mind. Praise me in the midst of the storm when the attack is raging, when all seems lost, and then watch us rescue you. And you know what he, he showed me? He said, the greatest example of a great rescue, a grand rescue event happened when Jesus was raised back to life mm -hmm. after he was crucified. Mm -hmm. That was picture he has all his followers all his disciples mary magdalene all of them they were devastated here's their messiah here's who they thought was going to rescue them and they watch him crucified horribly crucified dies put in a tomb how devastating is that right yeah i can't god raises him back up to life and that's what God was saying. When you ponder all the things I've done, ponder that one. That's the greatest one. Amen. That was my greatest rescue event. Rescued the whole world. Yes, literally. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so um, one of the other things that I'm going to kind of skip through a little bit quick is the Lord's been speaking to me about the importance of forgiveness. Mm. And he said that... Um, 
it's very important for us to forgive people. And sometimes he's going to ask us to forgive people that have uh, really hurt us in the past and even give them a hand and help them up. Just as Jesus hanging on the cross, it was the ones who crucified him that he was rescued when the, when the um, centurion servant, he, when the um, guard knelt down and said, he was the son of God. You know, here he was used by the enemy to crucify Jesus and Jesus rescued him from going to hell. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. He said, Many times it's going to be those that have hurt you in the past that I'm going to ask you to give a hand out to and a hand up to to help them, help them out during this yes. time. And he said, be like my son, Jesus. Be like Jesus and lift them up. And then uh, on, I'm going to number 10. And he talked about the prodigals. He said, uh, my children are being called and gathered into my arms and into my kingdom. As prodigals return, receive each one, even if they caused you great harm. Hmm. So he was again repeating that same message that he had spoken the day before. This is why, this is not the way the prodigal's brother received him. You know, the story of the prodigal son, the brother was, here the son comes back, he's sorry, the father embraces him, forgives him, restores him completely, throws a party, and the elder son's, I'm not going to that party. He's not celebrating with his brother that came back. And he said, don't receive the prodigals like the elder son did. Mm. He said, do not imitate his hostile behavior, but be like the father who received him with open arms and an open heart. So God's saying, this is the hour the prodigals are going to be returning. We've been praying for the prodigals to return. Huh? We've been praying, God, bring them back. Well, when they come back, some of these people that are going to come back really hurt us or hurt our loved ones. And God's saying, don't receive them the way the elder brother did with a hostile heart. Receive them like the father did. Yes, that's a good word. Yes. He said, people are influenced by evil spirits and whatnot. Don't judge one another. Um, and then when, when, as the father was saying this, I never saw this parable this way, was that here, this elder brother, I always thought, oh boy, he's such an angry little guy. <laughs> Pretty bitter. But I didn't realize, you know, here's, when you look at his side of it, his brother leaves him. He's left to do all the chores. All the workloads on him. Yeah. He's his father, brokenhearted that he loves his father. And he's watching his father suffer because his brother took all his inheritance and went off loose living and squanders it. And he sees his father with his broken heart. He's left to console and comfort his father, watching how his brother abused (laughs) his father. Now the brother comes back. Oh, sorry. The father's rejoicing. The brother's like, I'm not forgiving him. (laughs) I know what he did to you. Look what he did to me. Mm -hmm. So I I knew that God was showing me that this is the hour we're coming into. Many, many, many prodigals are going to be returning. He told me, he said, this was a a month or so ago, that he said, "Um, during this time that you're in right now, the prodigal nation, your, your nation, the United States of America, is going to return to me like the prodigal son, son returned to the father. 
He said, my prodigal nation is going to come back to me. And he said, one of the signs I'm going to give you that this is happening. He said, in the past, I had rainbows in the sky and cloud formations as a sign of what I'm speaking, as a, a prophetic sign saying, yes, I'm speaking, you're hearing me. He said, one of the signs I'm going to give is that there's going to be many prodigals returning home to their families. And that's going to be a sign that I'm speaking and I'm saying not only are the prodigals returning, but the prodigal nation, United States of America, is returning to me. From that point, I was like maybe one or two days later was our church service on a Friday night. People started standing up giving testimonies about prodigal grandchildren, children, brothers, sisters returning. And it's been ongoing since then. So the prodigals are returning. It's a sign from heaven that the United States is going to return. So the grace is there right now for many prodigals to be returned. And God's saying, let me give you a heads up. <laughs> Some of the ones that are going to be returning are people that have hurt you or hurt your loved ones and really harmed you in your life. And I'm going to ask you not just to embrace them and receive them with a loving heart, but also give them a hand up too if they need some help. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot of self-sacrifice, a lot of patience, Love. right? A lot of the fruit of the spirit <laughs> coming off of us. That. The only place we can get that kind of love, that self-sacrificing love, is spending time alone, abiding in him, spending time every day in his presence, wrapped up in his love, receiving his love. So then when the prodigals return, we've got the love we need to give them because we've received it from him alone in our yes. prayer time. That's why it's essential right yes. now that we spend time with the Lord because this is going to be a big shakeup, big transformation, big changes coming. And he wants to use the remnant, not just to birth this thing, but now we're going to be gathering them in. We're going to be equipping them, mentoring them, raising them up, training them, releasing them. And yes. it's going to take that heart of love. But yes. only we can only get it spending time with him. Yes. Cool? Yeah, beautiful. So true. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, this is another, oh, wow. <laughs> this is a good word, too. This was another Sunday when I was in church and I saw uh, Jesus, the commander in chief of heaven's armies. He was riding on his white horse and he was not alone. He had a huge army with him and everyone was on white horses in white and they were all riding along with him. And as I looked closely, I saw he came to the top of a mountain and then there were all seven mountains around him. And this is what he was showing me that um, the seven mountains that the enemy has overtaken. And those seven mountains are family, religion, education, media, arts and entertainment, business and government. Those are the seven mountains. And the enemy has overtaken those mountains. And what I saw as he came riding through with his army, oh, was like an earthquake hit each one of those mountains and they began shaking and crumbling, all crumbling down. And the very foundation of them was being torn up of these mountains. Wow. And he said, every mountain that does not have me, faith in me as the foundation is going to be completely torn down 
and a new foundation built. Faith in Jesus is going to be under the foundation of every one of those seven mountains. He said, this is what's coming. Cool. I'm going to, oh, oh. I'm going to just read this one scripture. This is from uh, Revelation 19, okay? Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen White and clean followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. and, he, and what I saw was it wasn't just the armies of heaven. It was the armies of heaven, but it was also the army on the earth, the remnant, those that have been faithful, praying. They were part of this army on white horses, dressed in white, going with Jesus through the land, taking down these seven mountains, whoa, with declarations, decrees, prayers, whoa, and they're going to all be rebuilt on Jesus Christ. Cool. I'm going to say the seven mountains one more time just so now we can see that, all right? Family, family, huh? Restored the foundation with faith in Jesus. Religion, mm -hmm. education. Has the enemy come in and infiltrated our education system? God says, no more. I'm taking all that down and replacing it with what I want it to be. Faith, solid rock, that which is built on the solid rock. You know, the scripture that talks about when a, a house is built, on a solid rock, when a storm comes, that and that rock is hearing the word of God and obeying the word of God. When a storm comes, that house stands. But that which is built on shifting sand, someone that hears the word and doesn't obey it, when a storm comes, oh, what a mess it is. Yes. So this is what we're going to see happen in family, religion, education, media. Mm -hmm. arts and entertainment, business and government. Is that wonderful? That's a, that's a lot of work that only the Lord could do. He's going to do it because he has a remnant that's yeah. praying with faith. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to number 12. This was, this just happened. Okay. This was October 21st that I had this a visitation. Uh, in the past, um, I've seen this beautiful, beautiful butterfly, and the Lord's come and I told me to get on the butterfly. And I know the butterfly represents the Holy Spirit. And the butterfly is called the butterfly of change. And He's taking me over regions. I was on. He took me over the west coast of the United States, and I saw this great revival breaking out there, and all the things that were happening. And so he said, the reason I took you on this butterfly, he said, because the change that's coming is going to be as dramatic as the change that takes place when a caterpillar is transformed into a butterfly. The change that's coming to the world is going to be that incredible and dramatic and wonderful. All right. So 
here's the butterfly again, just a couple of days ago. Oh. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, so <laughs> and this, cool. And this is what he said as a whoa, as I'm going along on the on the butterfly. He said, we will restore prosperity and peace to your land. Now, I want everyone to hear this as whatever country you're from, but also your land, your life, what's going on in your life personally, okay? Because the Lord's speaking corporately, but individually. So hear that again. We, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, will restore prosperity and peace to your land. United, you will stand. We will deal with the spirits of division. Every lying spirit will be exposed and truth will reign supreme in my glory. People will assemble peacefully in love and in unity to worship us and to enjoy one another's company. And this yes. is what I'm seeing as we're going over. I'm seeing this beautiful. I'll, I'll explain what I saw. Celebrations that are happening now in heaven will be released to the earth in my glory. Everything will be restored. Change is coming. And when I'm looking below, I'm seeing people, families at beaches, having a wonderful time, enjoying one another. Then picnics, people at, at in parks having picnics, just beautiful people laughing. I could hear the laughter. And what I, what I realized was when I went to heaven many times, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. families having picnics and the beach scenes. I've gone to all these different places. And so what I, I was like, gee, this is just like what I see in heaven <laughs> when I was watching below. And he said, what's going to happen during this time of great change where I pour out my glory? The atmosphere of heaven is going to be poured out on the earth. The love, the unity, the peace, the joy. It's hard for us to imagine it because we're so far from it. But God says, I'm God. And the way I change a caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly I'm going to change your world, oh, by my glory, into what I want it to be. It says in scripture, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Yes. This is, I'm going to do it. This is the hour. This is what's coming. Is this wonderful? Yes. And in unity, when we're in unity, the Bible says he commands a blessing. Amen. So when That's we right. actually come, it's the time he he commands the blessing. So Amen. unity is so special to God. I can't, I'm excited for that. Amen. <laughs> and this is what he said. Um, this is what we are sending to the earth when my glory is poured out worldwide. This isn't just for the United States or Canada or South America, worldwide. It is already beginning in select places that have open portals where my children have caught my attention and eagerly sought after me. Once this outpouring begins to spread, no one and nothing will or can or can stop it. So he's saying it's already started in some select places. And we have that open portal over our church. And we're seeing this, the unity, the families coming together. We're seeing such love and camaraderie, healings. It's So it's like a foretaste. You know, when a mom's cooking dinner in the kitchen and the little kids come in, she gives them a little taste. Yep. <laughs> when you're making brownies with the brownie batter, my mom always used to let me lick the spoon with brownie batter. I don't know <laughs> if you're supposed to do that, mom, but she let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what God's doing with us. He's giving us a little taste. <laughs> yes. like, oh, it, 
So that's raising our level of faith that this is coming. I have no doubt we're tasting it. You know, yeah. mom's cooking this meal. It's coming. <laughs> Those yeah. brownies are going to be out of the oven soon, and I'm going to get a big batch. <laughs> right? Yes. So uh, the thing is, is that, let me just say one thing about uh, opening portals, um, that that's really, really essential in this hour, that we need these portals open for the glory of God to pour through and for us to have easy access to heaven. It's like having an open heaven. And for God's, what God has in heaven to have easy access to us. And this is what the Lord told me. He said, this is how portals are open. He said, portals are open through worship. He said, not just somebody who goes to a church and worships at a worship service and then goes home and lives their life the way they want to. He said, the kind of worship that opens portals is the worship of those who love me, serve me, live their lives for me, live surrendered lives. When those people gather together and worship, when those people worship, then angels are released. And I've seen them, angels over the people's heads, drilling holes, spinning, spinning, spinning up into the atmosphere, drilling holes into the atmosphere. So worship is what opens portals. So you want a portal opened over your home? Live that surrendered life. Live your life for God. Love God what with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Uh, and your neighbor as yourself. Live that kind of life. No compromise. Whoa, whoa. And worship. And angels will be released to open the portals. I'm praying this right now. Father, I pray for all those ha, that want an open portal over their home, over their family, their house, their neighborhood. Whoa. That you cause that heart of surrender to be upon them. That you give them the heart of true worshipers. And that angels be released now to drill holes in the heavens above to cause portals to be opened in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Then as I continued on this visitation, oh, I looked down and I saw this man and he was in a wheelchair and he came upon this picnic scene and he came in his wheelchair. And I felt this compassion from all the people uh, coming towards this man. And I thought, oh, during this wonderful outpouring of the glory of God, people are going to be more compassionate towards people that are disabled and have it problems. So that's what I thought I was seeing. And all of a sudden, this man stands up, gets out of the wheelchair and starts jumping and leaping and <laughs> gets completely healed. And so the Lord knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he said to me, um, why shouldn't I do again what I did many years ago in the former reign? Because I thought this is just like the man that Peter and John who was a cripple and they, he yes. was jumping and leaping and praising God when he got healed. He said, why shouldn't I do again what I did many years ago in the former reign during this latter reign? Even greater will those things be that we do through our compassionate people. You will see it manifest very soon and it will bring you and my children great joy. Yes, it will, Lord. Oh, so much it. joy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got a little correction. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. That's <laughs> 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 like, why shouldn't I do it again? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Amen. We're believing for that. Right. He's, he said, what I did in the former reign, 
I'm going to do greater in the latter rain, the great outpouring. And that's what we're coming into, of this great outpouring of the glory of God, the Holy Spirit poured out all over on all flesh. Yes. We're going to see wonderful, wonderful miracles. And it didn't come through a minister going over and praying over this man. It came over the people who were all gathered, the compassion in their heart. So God's saying, I'm going to use my bride, my body in this hour, the ordinary person that goes to church, that isn't up behind the pulpit, laying hands on people or speaking a prayer and miracles are going to happen because of the compassion that's going to be in their heart. For their brother and sister. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Restoration. Yeah. I got one more to share. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing really good, Donna. You got through almost, you got through all of them. Just this one and it's good. <laughs> okay. This one I just got. And uh, oh, um, we were riding home uh, from, we went to Savannah, Georgia to open the portal uh, at Miles Kilby's um, conference. So on our way home, we're going down right 95 southbound and this traffic was going really, really slow. And after a while we were, you know, very slow, three lanes, okay? It wasn't a stop, but it was slow. And so we looked ahead, but you couldn't see any accident or anything. So as we went like about 20 minutes in this really slowdown of traffic, we came upon an accident on the other side of the highway. And it was on northbound. And there were cars smashed. There was a car that was flipped over on its roof um, in the medium. And there were uh, local police cars smashed and state police cars. It was a massive accident. And so then after we passed the accident, we're going down the road and for at least five miles, the, all the traffic, three, three or four lanes deep, totally stopped. They were at a standstill for miles and miles and miles. And the Lord began to speak to me and he was using that accident to tell me prophetically what's coming. He didn't cause the accident, but God speaks through all the different occurrences going on and he started speaking to me about the significance of what i was seeing in this accident and he said yes daughter a great overturning is coming to your land now this was that car that was upside down turned over and the wheels were all it was just completely upside down a great overturning is coming to your land though it will affect though it will greatly affect those who are close to and following the perpetrators of injustice and corruption, it will not affect you. Though it will cause some delays and minor inconvenience, it will not devastate you, nor those like you who are following me and my ways. You will only observe with your eyes the devastation of the camp of the enemy, but it will not come near you or yours. Oh, this overturning, will bring to a sudden standstill all the ways and schemes of the enemies of yours and mine, but it will not stop my children from advancing to their destinies. All will see exactly what has been going on behind closed doors. Those in the Justice Department that have been complicit with the corrupt will meet their demise as 
will the leaders of wickedness. And I knew that was the local cars represented that, that were all smashed up. Mm. But then there were state police that were there taking over the scene. The military, and I knew that represented the state police cars that we saw. The military that is not under the control of the deep state will come to implement judgment and exact justice. Mm. None will escape. During this overturning, while all the deceived are inconveniently brought to a sudden stop, eyes will be opened. So this, so what God was saying, just to explain it, was that as we were going along, we weren't stopped. Mm -hmm. We were we were just 15 minutes later than when we were supposed to arrive. Not much. Mm -hmm. no, no, no harm came to us. We were on the other side of the road. So that represents the people that are following righteousness, doing the right thing, following the Lord, going along. A little bit of a slowdown, whatever. But when this overturning happens, when this big event happens, it's going to cause a little tiny bit of an inconvenience. No big deal for us. But for mm -hmm. the people that have been following the wicked, they're going to be brought to a total standstill. Wow. Stop. Short. And it's going to cause them to have that time to think and ponder and see. And as this car was upside down, it was I was seeing in the spirit, all that was hidden underneath was being exposed for everyone to see. So during an overturning, yeah. the things that are rooted down deep, hidden underneath, below, whew, they're yeah. all in plain view for everyone to see. Yes. Uh, the, those that have been complicit, even in the Justice Department. They are going to be stopped, come to a crashing halt, and destroyed. They were they were caught the cause were. I've never seen that before. Never. What we what we saw. And so God is, was using that to show me this is what's coming. There's going to be a great overturning, and we've been praying for God to overturn the election. We've yeah. been praying for God to overturn Roe versus Wade, which He did, and what we want to yes. see it to continue in the states. There's going to be a great overturning and a great exposure. And when yeah, it happens, God is, is consoling us and giving us a word. When you see this stuff happen, it's not going to adversely affect you. A little bit of inconvenience, mm -hmm. a little bit of a slowdown, a little bit of a delay. Like us going down the road, we, it was just because the people were looking at it that caused the delay. It was nothing on our side of the road. Right. And so it wouldn't, it didn't... Uh, won't so he's saying whatever's coming will not adversely affect you so in another time maybe a couple of months ago the lord said to me a storm is coming but storms come and go quickly it will pass yes so i remember that word remember there's going to be a little bit of a disruption so when this stuff happens even in our lives personally or in the world or in our nations no, it's, it's going to pass. It's not going to affect us adversely. We're going to be observing it. We're gonna, but it's necessary for those that have been following the wicked and been deceived by them to get their eyes opened, stop what they're doing, and go a different direction. Yes. Okay. Let me just end this. Oh. He said, the plans of the wicked will be thwarted and laid bare for all to see quickly. This this accident happened quickly. Mm. Okay. So he said, the plans of the wicked will be thwarted and laid bare for all to see quickly during this great overturning. 
It is coming very suddenly and unexpectedly like that accident came suddenly and unexpectedly. Ooh, and the scripture he gave me uh, as a confirmation is Psalm 91 verse eight. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. And that's what he was saying as we were going along the road, we were just watching and just seeing this. I mean, that's a picture that of God's children that have been faithful to him sheltered under his wing. So stay close to him. Yes. <laughs> Leave God, get closer. Right. And stay close to him. He said, those that are staying close to me, you're only going to observe the punishment of the wicked. You're going to see the overturning. You're going to see all the things that were hidden. And those that have been following him and even been perpetrators of wickedness are all going to be stopped. Cool. Yeah. It's like we're living in Goshen. Yes. So we're seeing all the things, all the plagues and here you hear the screams and you, but you're not, you're not touched. The Lord protects us. That's right. Yes. He's so faithful. <laughs> I know. Well, Donna, I really want you to pray. I, I felt when you talked about um, forgiveness that there's, we're going to have to be forgiving and we're going to see prodigals come and different people once, maybe even after the exposure comes, people come in, we're going to have to be forgiving and loving and caring. So I didn't know how you wanted to pray, but I really felt the Lord even on that. Like yeah. some people even got someone in their mind. Yeah. The Holy Spirit brought someone to them when you were saying that. Yeah. Um. So could we pray for just Absolutely. a forgiveness prayer? Yeah. And, you know, I think that of everything that God asks us to do as Christians, that that's one of the most difficult things that we have to battle with. Is it, and it isn't always people that have personally hurt us that we have a difficult time forgiving, but a lot of times it's people that have hurt our loved ones or people that have been used by the enemy to bring worldwide destruction too. Yeah. God wants us to forgive everyone. And so I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead us to pray a little bit of deliverance in for bitterness and unforgiveness that we've been harboring in our heart. And that lets a spirit come in there and that makes it all the more harder, difficult to forgive. So just repeat after me, just say in the name of Jesus, oh, Jesus, I repent, I repent, I renounce, I renounce all bitterness, all bitterness, all unforgiveness. All unforgiveness to those who have hurt me, to those who have hurt me, my loved ones, my loved ones, my nation, my nation. And this will be a good time for anybody that really feels there's someone that you are having a hard time forgiving to put that person's name in there right now. Okay. I'll just give you a minute. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm going to pray this part. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness, and I command all spirits of bitterness and unforgiveness to go now in the name of Jesus. You loose God's people now. Bitterness, unforgiveness, whoa, towards those who have hurt you, hurt your nation, hurt your loved ones, whoa, those you've been having a hard time forgiving. I command those spirits to go now, in the name of Jesus. Now, just give a breath out. Let it go. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I release right now your wonderful Holy Spirit to come and fill us and give us the grace to forgive everyone. 
that's hurt us in the past and that will hurt us in the future, that we will have an anointing on us that forgives quickly and readily. Please, Father, I pray that you flood us with your love now. And in the name of Jesus, I release the glory of God to fall on every single one, every one of you. Every one of you that's been wounded, been hurt, been disappointed, oh, suffered at the hands of the wicked, oh, I release the glory, oh, to come now to bring healing to you, to bring restoration, oh, to bring transformation and to bring unity, oh, and your loved ones back into the fold, oh, in the name of Jesus. I release the glory to bring health to those that have been struggling with weakness and sickness and disease. I release the glory. Oh, let health and healing come to you in the name of Jesus. And healing, this is what the Lord's showing me. I release healing to your hearts that have been wounded by others that brought about this bitterness and this unforgiveness. There's some hearts that have been really wounded. And I release the glory of God now to bring healing to those wounds deep in your heart, you're healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. I saw around like Thanksgiving time that the Lord was going to start working in some of your families. I don't know who this word's for, but obviously God will confirm it by the word coming to pass. Um, but during Thanksgiving time, it's been a hard time for you and your family, almost like your kids don't want to come over. No, it, it's been a separation period. It's been really hard on your heart. But I hear the Lord saying that he wants to restore this year Thanksgiving in your life. So I believe there's going to be uh, a change this year for you and your family where your family will come over and it will be a time of joy and of peace and of happiness. And it's only a restoration that God can do because he sees the heart and he works in the heart. So just believe for this time, this Thanksgiving to be different because God's hand is moving. Like Donna shared, the prodigals are coming home. He's restoring families. I think in these holiday seasons, we're really going to see God move powerfully in the families. Amen. So just, I bless you guys um, with that word. If that's you, uh, you'll know because you'll know that Thanksgiving has been hard. So Lord, we thank you for doing that. And I ask that you would bless their families, bless their children. Lord, we thank you that you are the God of restoration, peace and harmony. And God, we just bless you for it in Jesus name. And I'm also feeling that there's a lot of families that have, have had unity and have had love and whatnot. Um, but God says, I'm going to increase it. Multiply it. So just receive it <laughs> and yes. increase the multiplication of love and unity and peace and joy in all of your homes in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. <laughs> cool. I feel I'm feeling too that the, the Lord's saying that there's those of you that have prayed for things for years and years and years, and you haven't seen it materialize. You haven't seen these answers, but you're going to start seeing them now. This is the hour with, ho oh, oh, uh, those prayers that you prayed uh, many years, for many years, not just years ago, but for years you prayed these prayers and haven't seen them answered. You're going to see them. Stop all getting answered now. Ho. Oh. I'm trying to see what the Lord's showing me because, you know, sometimes we see pictures 
and it to interpret it and get the interpretation of what you're seeing is a whole nother is a whole nother thing. So yeah. I keep seeing this yard and I keep seeing all these leaves, like these autumn leaves covered all over the whole entire yard. And I know it's to do with an older woman. So there's an older woman in this home and it's like these leaves are covering your whole yard and my unction of the spirit is that you're feeling like you don't have the help or the finances to really take care of your property. And so I'm just going to pray that the wisdom of God would be released to you in this time of what to do, whether that's to sell and maybe get a, uh, so there's not so much land or there's not so much property, or if God would bless you with someone to help you or the finances um, just to take care of that house. But I almost feel like it's overwhelming for you and it's been a burden for you that the Lord wants to give you a uh, wisdom to lift that. So Father, right now, um, I just pray for this woman. I pray, Lord, that you would, by revelation and wisdom of the Holy Spirit, God, lead her into the right decision, decision that she should make regarding her home, God, regarding her land. Father, I pray that you would bring the right people into her life to help her, whether that's a real estate agent or whether that's a lawn care or someone, God, to come alongside her and help her. Father, I pray that you would bless her with the finances that she needs. And God, she would know today that you see her. And God, she would know today that even the smallest concern in her heart is important to you, God. The smallest little thing, God, it matters to you. And Lord, you take care of her. You've always taken care of her. And this time, the Lord says, I will continue to take care of you. I will continue to keep you in the palm of my hand and protect you and lift you. And Father, we thank you for that. God, I thank you that you see her, that you know her, and that this is a time where Things seem overwhelming for you. You've been burdened by a lot in this time. I see uh, it feels like a heavy weight on you. A lot of things are coming. You're, you're second guessing a lot of uh, decisions in your life. And I believe God's going to give you a uh, revelation in this season. And there's a transition definitely coming into your life. I see transitions coming into your life, um, but the Lord's going to be with you. Um, and there's going to be new joy as you step over um, into the new season. You know, in Song of Songs, it talks about your season has changed, your barren winter is over, your place of hiding is gone. And I feel like that's even a word um, for you right now. So Father, thank you for the transition seasons. God, thank you for the wisdom and the revelation. God, thank you that you care of every, every single small detail. And you see the widow. You see the orphan. You are with them, God. Jesus, you are their husband and you take care of them. And we just bless you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, Donna, do you have anything else? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you can keep going. So thank you so much for being on with us today. You shared so many incredible words. We might send out one or two of them, guys. I don't know which ones. I can't say all of them because then Juliet Illumination would not be happy with me. So I'm sure we'll send out one or two of, of the words that um, Donna sent us. So make sure you check your email. If you have not um, subscribed to our email list at um, ElijahList.com, you can go to ElijahList.com, type in your email, 
That way we can send prophetic words straight to your inbox. You get updates on who's going to be on with us and all these amazing emails. You, you don't want to miss that. So make sure you sign up. And Donna, where can people follow you? Oh, they can follow me on my website is DonnaRigney.org. Or they can go to my YouTube channel, uh, Donna Rigney Ministries. We started something new on our YouTube channel. My son, John, has been joining me. And together we started a little show called The Prophets Chat. And, oh, uh, I love that. It's, it's been so much fun. Uh, we sit together and uh, share. He's so such a powerful prophet. And we sit together and share what God's saying to each of us. And it always blends. It's just powerful. And so on November 11th, he's going to come back and he's going to minister to our church. And we're going to do a prophet's chat on a Friday night together <laughs> at the church. We're going to uh, just set stools up and sit there with our microphones and do a prophet's chat for everyone. And then that Sunday, he's going to minister at the church there on the Church on the Rock. So Aww. fun things are happening. God's moving. He's just, he's, he's doing such a wonderful work in families. I think that uh, my son and I working together like this in ministry is just a sign from God that this is what he's going to be doing. He's going to be joining families to even labor in the vineyard together or in businesses, companies, whatever's going on. He's going to be restoring uh, sons and daughters to work together shoulder to shoulder with their parents and, and carry on the heritage and that the job of the older generation to raise up and mentor the younger ones. I'm seeing that a lot lately. Wonderful time we're living in. Yes, it's amazing. So you guys can go to DonnaRigney.org, and I'm sure all her itinerant schedule is there. Yeah. When you have your meetings is there. Yeah. Your church information is there, right? Everything is there where people can right. find. And also my, my books. I have uh, two uh, prophetic books I wrote. Called, one's called uh, Divine Encounters, Where the Lord Brought Me to Hell and to Heaven. And the other one is uh, The Glory of God Revealed, where it brought me to a special place in heaven many times on the Mountain of Glory and the Garden of Glory. And it also talks all about what's coming in the future. So those people are really getting what's happening as they're reading the books, The Glory of God is Falling on Them. And I also have a CD set there that you can purchase through the website, uh, Soaking in the Glory. It's called, and it teaches you how to soak Ooh. in the glory, counter the glory. <laughs> oh, we all need that. <laughs> Soaking I love the glory. glory is the best. That's like a lost form that nobody really does anymore. So I, I love that you have CDs to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Donna, for being with us today. Again, if you guys would head over to American Warriors channel, um, you can watch that as soon as we're done. Um, you can find that on Rumble or on YouTube. And again, thank you so much for praying for us, supporting us blessing us. We have a lot of amazing people that work behind the scenes to do all of this. Steve Schultz is the most generous man, honestly, I have I have ever met in ministry. He is incredible. They're building so many wells, doing so many things. He blesses the speakers. He blesses his staff. It, he's incredible. So thank you so much for supporting us. There's a link below if you guys feel led of the Holy Spirit to give and every dollar truly does help. So thank you guys for being with us. Tomorrow will be uh, Wednesdays with Steve and Kat. You don't want to miss it. She's going to be talking about Halloween. Should we celebrate it? How, what should we do? Um, she's going to be answering questions about that. So you don't want to miss tomorrow's episode. It's going to be very, very powerful. Tag people that 
maybe celebrate Halloween or maybe don't don't know, make sure that you tag people just so they can become aware of what's really going on um, during Halloween. It's going to be, I'm telling you, a really powerful episode. Don't want to miss it tomorrow. And today, make sure that you watch Elijah Fire. <laughs> Michael's writing it in the chat because I'm going to be on with Jeff. So catch me again in a couple hours, Ooh. five o'clock p.m. Eastern time with Jeff. We're going to have a great time on Elijah Fire. You don't want to miss it. You can find Elijah Fire on YouTube or on Rumble. Um, make sure to meet me again there at five. And Jeff, Jeff's got a lot of awesome to say, <laughs> a lot of awesome things to say. And we just love you guys so much. We bless you and we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.